Welcome to the latest episode of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Jakob Yule. Jakob is widely regarded as one of the most technical skaters from Europe. In fact, for the longest time, he was probably one of Denmark's most recognizable skaters. He has absolutely cleaned up uh, more real street events and skate park competitions than I can even remember. In fact, he even won another real street event relatively recently, just a few years ago. Um, he was one of the most well-known skaters from Europe for REMS for the better part of a decade, possibly even a decade, alongside Dominic Wagner and Nils Janssens. He went on tour with Chris Haffey and Frankie Morales, and there's an edit online of them going around Europe and Venezuela as well, I think. And he pretty much held his own against what is considered to be two of the best skaters of all time. Uh, Jakob is known for being incredibly technical on handrails and ledges. His true spin topside game and full cap true spin topside game is just unbelievable. Um, since leaving Rems, he's kind of been floating about and nothing's really worked out. He was on USD for a while, for about... I want to say five years, possibly more. And he was putting out a lot of content, like regular skate promos, regular sections, but it just never seemed to go anywhere. And he never ended up getting a pro skate for either brand. At the end of last year, he was seen skating trigger skates and he put out a promo for that brand, French brand. But it looks like he's skating Aeons again, so I think things haven't worked out with Trigger. But yeah, Jakob has been a mainstay of the European scene for a really long time. I understand he does a skate school and he took a bunch of kids to Venezuela or he was over in Venezuela teaching kids. And I know he's done skate schools in various countries so just want to talk to him about that his video parts over the years he had a really bad knee injury that he had to get surgery on around 2009 i think it was and it put him out of skating for a year and then he just came back absolutely swinging so i i'm not entirely sure what it was that caused that injury so i'm going to talk to him about that as well basically loads of things to check in on see what he's been up to recently what his plans for the future are and yeah, just get to know Jacob a little better. In the meantime, cue the music. How are you? Hey, I'm fine, man. Thank you. How are you? How, how was your holiday in Croatia? It was amazing. A long drive from Denmark, but uh, weather amazing. And uh, yeah, good place to go vacation when you have one week off. How, how long does it take to drive there? <laughs> it took us two days. Ooh. I go with, with my girlfriend and she also drives, so we share the driving, you know. We had a couple of spots on the way. Where we went to or to Prague to visit my friend Yara, see his bar. And we went to uh, my friend in uh, Austria. He lived with his uh, girlfriend. They own a hotel. So we slept there for a night and then we went directly to Croatia after. Yara, Yara Mystery. Yeah, exactly. 
So he he like runs a bar or owns a bar or he he runs a bar and uh, have a new one uh, with restaurant. Okay, starting with restaurant, you know, so expanding. Nice. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was about to ask because. Uh, I'd seen recently that you were skating. Were you skating Aeons again in recent clips that I saw on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I skated my my old Aeons. I skated 80, 80 millimeters. But you're... I do it for skating. Like, uh, I use it a lot for my work. Right. Uh, to pass around and it's a good skate, you know. But are, are you skating for Trigger? Because you're wearing I'm a trigger tee. Trigger also, yes, yes. Right. So how does how does that work? I'm waiting for the new trigger coming out. The uh, Jeff Dalnas skate. Ah. Uh, it's coming out. It should. It was supposed to come out here in July, but uh, I think they're waiting for like um, shipments. Yeah, I'm I saw wearing, the. I'm big uh, feet of 45, so. Like the prototypes or the like the testing models, they're always smaller sizes. So I'm waiting for for the regular um, skate coming out. Forty five. What what's that in like UK or US size? Eleven. Ah right, okay. Eleven, eleven, yeah. Big feed. Right. Um. Yeah. Just because when I saw you put those, because obviously I saw that you made a a trigger promo at the end of last year, but then when I saw that you been skating on aeons again i was like oh no is that is that falling apart as well right okay so that's that's fair <laughs> no, no no not at all i'm just waiting for the skate and it's been like i think i waited like three months or something right um so i'm guessing you've destroyed your other pairs of skates then yeah yeah Right, that makes sense i um, destroy my skates really fast man the only skates i like keep on skating is the aeon I just bought new uh, liners for it and uh, wheels for it, you know. Well, yeah, they're they're pretty sturdy. So how how long have you been? Important for me to have skates. Sorry, it's important for me to have skates on that works all the time because uh, it's my job. So I skate every day. So um, it's important to have something that works all the time, you know. Yeah, because you're you're still running a skate school, is that right? Yes, 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 of course. Right. Well, we'll get, I've got a lot of questions about that, but we'll get on to that in a minute. So uh, how long have you been riding for Trigger? <clears throat> oh, I have to watch out. After I finished with USD, um, it was already um, <clears throat> before um, I finished uh, skating from USD, Trigger actually sent me a pair of skates because I'm... <clears throat> I'm friends with the guys. They're from uh, France and Paris, and I traveled a lot in uh, France when I was a bit younger, like traveling from competition to competition. And yeah. I think from I think it was like I don't know, I'm afraid like um, 2016, 2017. I think we I traveled a lot um, doing one month at a time uh, in uh, in France and got a lot of meet a lot of guys there. And, and, I think they like my skating as well because the owner of uh, Trigger, he sent me one pair of skates. Like, I think that's like five years ago. He sent me right when they started just for me to test it, you know? So I knew that they already were interested. So when I finished for USD, I, I was talking with these guys and um, and they sent me a pair again. Okay. So they, they basically tried to poach you from USD because if they've sent you skates before and then they're sending you skates again, they must... They must have really wanted you on, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> well, I've been skating them for like two, one and a half, two years, I think now. Right. Now now with a break because I cannot they cannot send me new skates, you know, and the, the ones I had was destroyed. Yeah, that's that's one of the drawbacks if it's like if it's a, well, it's not like a really small company, but like yeah, in comparison to obviously Power Slide or something like that. I I enjoyed a lot, even if I have some complications with the skate. I, I like to support something like growing up and like to uh, have a me- meaning with with the sponsorships uh, also. And and the other part of it is that I like his concept a lot by, by like putting skate putting like brands together or like sports together that he he's supporting scooter and he's skateboarding and and, um, and roller skating as well coming into one brand together you know it makes yeah. the point of like uh, focusing on new generation and how we're gonna like develop this uh, skate uh, community uh, together instead of like always stepping apart from each other you know it is yeah it's quite strange like because obviously power slide do a similar thing like they make products for like various sports and so do uh like sunshine like razors yeah, no but it's, but these comes into one brand uh, yeah. so you don't see differently you know you say trigger you say skating skateboarding and scooter and that's what yeah. i like a lot that's what i'm working on uh, all every year you know to like get all these sports closer to, to each other you know get get friends um if you have wheels under your feet, you you should be supporting each other. You know? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised more brands don't do that because you would think, and Me even too. just even just from a business perspective, it makes more sense because if you have all three sports in one brand, and yeah. one sport starts to struggle, the other two, if they're doing well, can support the one that's not doing so well. Like right now, like rollerblading. Exactly. When I was sponsored by uh, Skate Pro, that was the whole point. Like we didn't, the rollerbladers didn't have the money f- for for the tours and stuff. So all the sales from Scooter was going into like paying tours for rollers, ro- like the team of rollers, you know. So okay, you're, so, they are each other, you know. Yeah. So you're not riding for Skate Pro anymore. I thought you still skated for I'm them. I'm riding for a lot of things because my mind is a different place now. Okay. Like I'm busy with uh, with my skate school. I'm busy with uh, giving my passion uh, to the kids, you know, and to try to support like the new generation, you know, and um, and in the end, I don't have time for like putting up these uh, these pro videos all the time and working for that hardcore, you know. It's like something on the side. You say that, but you're you still put out videos fairly regularly. In fact, you put out videos more than a lot of skaters in Europe and. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, those videos are, are, are straight up jokes you know it's just when we are out skating or like we do a lot of skating through the town and like i have a friend who's also an instructor with me and like we found a lot of like happiness or joy in like um just going skating from a to b like when we are off you know meeting up in the city and skating around watch like parties and like especially in corona times a lot of party outside on the streets you know so it's like just using your skates more for joy and like taking them with you in a backpack and going to a spot and killing that spot and going to the next one. You know, it's like we we skating around the city and finding finding some spots and we skating there for a little bit. You know, not anything serious. It becomes a little bit serious because we still have the skills. You know, so it's like, but it's a lot about more joy joy of it. You know, not okay. so much to like meet each other and go for like a session plan. You know, like 
what what it was before. Or yeah. And um, are you? Are, am I right in thinking? Do you live in Copenhagen? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew. I knew it was in Denmark. I just wasn't sure if it was like you lived either in Copenhagen or just outside or nearby. Or I, I grew up outside Copenhagen. But from I was 15, 16, I, I live in Copenhagen. Right. I've been traveling a lot, as you guys know, but um, ending up always back here. Um, yeah, you have been everywhere. I'm going to ask you about that later as well. But I'm kind of surprised like brands wouldn't want to get involved in the skate school because, you know, if you're teaching kids or whatever how to skate, then for a skate brand, it's like the ideal kind of advertising because little kids that don't know anything about the sport, if the brand advertises with your skate school, then that's the first thing the kid learns. The first thing they learn is that that company and that will just be like stuck in their mind. Exactly. It's like for me, every time I, I, I get to sell a pair of skates for kids or because or, we 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 kind of we are in contact with the distributors, you know, so we are buying in, in products and, and we are selling them to the to the kids in the skate school and also also get some uh, some some payments through this. But but um, but I enjoy every time I, I am able to get a pair of aggressive skates on a kid, you know, especially when you see him like we just had yesterday. This kid had skated with us all week for a workshop in the small city outside Copenhagen, and he like he learned everything. Backside stall, frontside stall, everything was coming so easy for him. And and then the parents come and 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 actually buy the skates that he was borrowing the whole week, you know. So it's like big smile on your face. Yes, this guy is taking the next step, you know, into into our community, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's the whole point of what I'm trying to do to give back to the sport is to like make more skaters you know because they will buy more skates and in this end we will have more support in the the community because it's all about having more people on skates you know and having parents to to buy them new skates instead of new scooter you know they the parents are spending so much money on the gear you know so it's about pointing them in the right direction you know instead of spending all their money on buying two three different scooters and the kid is like not happy with this you know but coming in and selling the, the the parents like which quality and, and and which thing is good to buy for them and what makes them happy you know then, yeah. yeah nice um right so i want to go i want to go back to like when i first started seeing you skating and that was when it felt like you were going to every real street competition in europe and just absolutely killing it and either winning or getting the top three um just doing insane true spins and spins and stuff on the grinds like for a while you were like one of the most like well-known skaters from denmark now obviously now it's got a huge scene and it's got a really popular scene because lots of people have moved there. Like two of my friends live there, uh, Scott Quinn and Dominic Bruce from Scotland. Yeah. And obviously David Sizemore made Fifth Floor, which, you know, put a lot of attention on the Copenhagen scene. But before you, like there was very few skaters I could even name that were from Denmark. Like Rene Hulgrain's Danish, isn't he? Rene Hulgrain is Danish, yeah. Um, is where was Tom Al- Alquist from? Tom Alquist is Danish, yes. Yeah. Like, so, like, I think that's pretty much all I could name. Yeah, I think the biggest skater after me right now is Felix Felling. If you meet this guy, you okay, no, no, not entirely familiar with I him. Think no, he was like first or second in, in the winter class in, in junior. Ah, right, okay. Um, but yeah, like, so 
guess what I was going to ask it, like, where did the motivation come from? Because you obviously tried really hard to just not stay in Denmark and like, like travel as much as possible because you were everywhere. It was totally my dream from when I was like 12, 13. It was like, I remember in, in the small city I, I grew up, um, I was like growing up in two cities because my parents were separated. So my, my, I started skating in the city where I live with my mom, skating the streets. And then like my, my dad shows me skate park uh, in his city. And I just started skating. I remember like the station they have, they had the daily bread in the, in the like small shop, you know, where you buy soda or candy, you know, whatever. Yeah. They had daily bread and I was even like saving money just to buy this fucking magazine and like watching it you know and becoming like oh this is what i want to do you know i want to be one of these guys you know and, and that kept me motivated you know and especially when when you turn like 15 16 and it becomes like you're hanging out with your kid like your friends and they're making trouble and they're making like stealing whatever you know making bad like um, choices yeah yeah choices in life you know in a young age you know you like stick with rollerblading and stick with like going every time to meet meet my father in the other city you know and, and just skate every time you know I, I got to it you know and like in the beginning it was like a small crew I was with there but but everybody vanished you know from 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 the skating and and I was more interested in moving to Copenhagen. Uh, and I moved there with my dad because the scene was a little bit bigger, you know. It was right. all about going where other people were skating, you know. So was was there a big scene? Like, obviously, I'm familiar with the Copenhagen scene from, like, Jonas Hansen and people like Carl Lindbergh and, like, all those guys. But was there a big scene growing up and were... Were there other people that were motivated like you and were like wanting to travel and wanting to go to contests and like make yeah, a name I mean, for themselves? I always moved, you know. So I was first with my in my local scene with my friend from school when I started skating. Then I moved Copenhagen. I have I make a group of friends there and we skate a lot, you know. But then again, um, ages change, you know. Then you become 17, 18, you know. And again, it's party. It's like everything, you know. And a lot of people falling off there. But I think it was my strain always to keep on skating. In, even if you go home from party really late, you know, it was still like waking up and going skate park and, and practicing, you know, even like getting active, you know, and sweat it all out, you know, and, and, and just keep doing it, you know. And, and that's even also what I'm trying to always give to the new generation or learn is like that, that if you want to be good at something, you need to practice it every day, you know, and, and yeah. that's for everything. And, and it's cool to even teach kids in, in this, if it's like you skating to, to teach them, they will develop like amazing in, in other classes in their school or whatever. Cause it's like all about like finding this idea of like, oh, if I practice this a lot, I'm actually gonna learn it and it's gonna be more fun, you know? And, and I see it a lot in in, in the kids that I, I, I train, you know, the same as, as I went through. It's like practice, 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 and, and, and you will, you will get somewhere with it, you know? And I got somewhere with it at, in a really young age because as you told me, like when I was 15, 16, I started <clears throat> competing in all these like real street competition. And I actually won, I think I won my first one. I was 16 in, in Norway. Was, okay. Yeah, in, in, in Norway, in Oslo. And from there on, I was just like, went on, you know? 
I remember like my my sponsor Powerslide at that time, they were like giving me one pair of skates, the dishy skates, like one black one. And they were telling me that you get the skates and, and they would like test me out to see if um, how much I'm going to win and, and how am I going to do, you know, uh, with this pair of skates. And I was winning or getting second place, you know, and, and, and almost everything I went to. So it was like, yes, here you get sponsorship. You I must have been... I yeah. had my dad to sign the contract because I was too young at that time. A contract? What? What, yeah. what did the contract like say on it? It was paying. It was paying like oh, I don't remember now right now how much, but it was like paying like monthly payment for the first two or three months that I was sponsored, and then they cut off the budget but on on the inline. Right. It was like I think it was right before the downfall or how, ah, okay. how you call it with yeah. inline skating. Um, wow, skating Deshi back then, you must have been destroying skates really quickly because you must have been skating back then more than ever and you were skating hard and Deshi skates didn't last very well. I think they were they were okay, you know, but again, it was power slides, so I was getting new stuff every time. When they right. first when they first see me and when I first give give make these results, you know, it was on. And from there, it had been on kind of until now, you know, uh, when I put my focus away from being pro skater that much and putting my focus more on like teaching and doing this, what I'm doing now, you know. But, yeah. So but from that, yeah. Were you, were you just traveling to these other countries on your own or was anyone yeah. going with you? No, okay. I'm always going alone. That's, I was like you, like we were talking. I, I was the only one back then, you know. Um, yeah. There's like a gap between Rene Hulgren and, and, and Tom Alquist, and then there's like a long gap into me. And then there's a gap again because Felix Felling is like 18, 19, you know, and I'm 32. So there's right. big gaps between, between the guys going high up in, in like going competitions and going for it like I did, you know, because how I talk with people down here, it's like <clears throat> they're not competitive skaters or, or they just go there to, to make the videos and stuff, you know, and, and yeah. I like the part of skating that way, but I'm always been a competitive person. So it was not, it was not always for me to, to do this style. It came all natural for me. It was like, I never really thought about, okay, this trick have to look this certain way or, or this has to look better. I have to do it again. You know, it's more like, it was more go for it. You know, I landed as yeah. I landed. It's like, um, I think that's my maybe my my down down part of of my skills in skating. I, I could be like I, I think I talk sometimes with some people and they say oh, you should go and like do the same trick every like all day you know to get the right angle, the right style in the trick you know. But it's it's not so much what I enjoy. I enjoy to go forward with it. You know? Yeah, like if that doesn't motivate, yeah, you get some people that just want to make a trick look exactly the way they have in their head, and then you've got people yeah, who just want to you know make it as bigger or harder or more complicated as possible and like learn as much and like if you if you don't care about you know making it look absolutely perfect and you just want to do the hardest stuff you can do and that's your motivation that's mm. fine like rollerblading yeah. can be whatever you want it to be that's that's the beauty of it exactly i've been like so many times like doing some tricks where i landed and i'm like after what what just happened you know, <laughs> crazy, you know? like I think that's like that's the cool thing about it you know sometimes that you even like in competitions you know when you push yourself that hard and like the other guy next to you comes and do like even harder trick you're like oh my god I have to like 
push it, pull it off, you know, and you end up doing something. And even when after some some of the real streets, man, when you fall hard, you like next day you can almost not walk, you know. Yeah. But you you remember like back last evening I was doing like 450 some crazy disasters or something, you know, and you don't even believe it because you're walking around like ah, so hurt, you know. But that's, that's yeah. the adrenaline, you know. That's what we all do it for, I guess. And then you know. There's got to be times after those events where you think back on it, because obviously in the time, like you said, like adrenaline's going and you're all excited. And, and like you said, you're very competitive. So you're like hungry to try and win it. And then you must look back sometimes and just go, can't believe I tried that trick on that spot. I could have died. Like, because I've seen some footage of you just absolutely hucking yourself at things. And I saw, I ended up watching some of your sections again last night and there's a real street event from not that long ago, and it's a curved drop rail with no run-up, and you did full cab back sav down it, then full cab true top sial down it, and it had yeah. a it had a decent drop on the other side, and you laced stuck on I think. Yeah, you laced both of those perfect, but you could have easily because the run-up was so small, you could have misjudged it really quickly and just dropped from the top. Yeah, but that's again, you know, I hear a lot of people was like always telling me, are you af- aren't you afraid or going skating with people that like tell, talks loud to you like, oh, this can go wrong. This can go wrong. You know, and if, if you're always already there in your mind, yeah, I wouldn't even try it once, you know, <laughs> but if you like if you're there where you're like, yes, I can do it, you know, and if you get a l- adrenaline as well. And if you have somebody like doing some tricks that is like almost in that level or like just doing something, you know, it's like about skating with people, you know, and like oh he did that okay i can i can do something as well you know so it's just yeah just just believing in yourself basically exactly and i I, like how we always always also was talking like there's not so many good or big skaters coming out from here i think my 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 point of it was also that like how people always told me that i've been good at and like skating with people even if the level is much lower than mine or like they're not as good you know but i i still always find it good to challenge the people i'm skating with you know even if the level is it's not the same you know it's like okay he could he did a soul grind down the rail i'm gonna do a hurricane top soul you know and stuff and it's gonna be in the same like level for us you know because we are different places in in, yeah in our skills you know so um going to like all these different places and traveling quite young did it doing it on your own was it quite like lonely or did you end up like making good friends with other people who were also doing the same thing like how how did it how did that work yeah i mean like both you know because it was lonely to coming back home because it's like in that age you like you have a lot of friends you know that's your main point of life i guess you know you have like your groups you know hanging out with you know and if you're traveling for two one month two months you know and you're coming back in the summer you know like you're missing out on your friends at home you know like your classmates or whatever you know because you were going traveling all the time but again you know it's like how we all skaters talking about the international network and like meeting yeah. people everywhere it's like that's an experience that you can buy you know so it's like it was to for me to like again follow my dream that i wanted to do you know to be like the skaters in daily bread or be like the the 
I think my first real skate movies that I bought from skate, uh, or I think it was from Grindhouse, I bought some skate movies. It was like Words and No Eye, you know, and I was watching these movies and it was like... <laughs> Words was, Words was one of your first skate videos. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's... I had some like VH, VH uh, um, like older skate movies, but these ones are the ones that I picked myself, kind of like yeah. this one I want to order, you know, and for my own money. <laughs> If words is one of your first skate videos, though, that's setting that's setting quite a ridiculous standard for what you just think rollerblading is, because you're like, oh, that's okay, that's what that's what we're meant to be doing. <laughs> yeah. No, but I go from um 13, 14, I buy these movies, you know, and age of 17, I'm already on REMS, and he in, invited me to America. And give me the chance to sit next to Chris Farmer and Chris Haffey and like Frankie Morales and all these like racer pro skater Brian Aragon, you know, and being like, now you're a part of this, you know. And I was sitting there, oh my God, what is this, you know? Yeah. Even believing that back then it was also a lot of like talking back and forth, you know. And I was like, there being 17, like I'm a part of this now. Is is this the step I'm gonna take, you know? And I was like picking the skate community you know so you must have been skating for many years before you saw a skate video then because you said words but you you must have been skating for at least five or ten years before that yeah right okay i started skating in 2000 yeah oh right no so Okay, so you, like you I could... said, I see, I see a couple of like v, VG movies as well, you know. But right. but yeah, in the beginning, I, I I was asking my friends I meet in Copenhagen like what to buy, you know, where, like where to go and buy skates, like where to go and buy all these videos because I did I knew nothing, you know. Yeah, I got a pair of skates from my aunt, and then my my dad he bought me a like semi aggressive skate from like some sports shop, you know, and then. I was doing skating like with this, you know, till I actually find community, you know. Okay. So see in all your like traveling to go to like all the real street events and like other competitions and stuff when you were a teenager, did you end up becoming like really good friends with, with like like any particular skaters or people that you'd be like, oh, are you going to this next event? And they'd be like, Yeah, like let's meet up or like do you want to share a hotel room? Or were there like anyone in particular that you became like really close with? Yeah, like during during the years, I've had had different friends, you know, or different guys, you know. But I think you always grow, like grow apart or like move on, you know, because you're living far from each other, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember last last guy. I was like, as I told you, I was traveling a lot in France. Um, I became really good friends with a, a guy called Kevin Pershal. Okay. Like unknown skater, you know. But he he was coming to Copenhagen one time, and I meet up with him, and we become connect a lot you know and i think we were friends for like two years you know and then again doing other things in life you know yeah but i was traveling like back, back then i was traveling a lot with dominic uh, dominic wagner yeah we weren't together like both on ignition skate shop and on rems you know yeah we were traveling so a lot how did you end up getting on rems if you were on dashi before it was my own decision but i was like in copenhagen uh tom alquist was friend was friends with Kato from back, um, and they came to um, like they, I don't know they were on tour or something and they were in Copenhagen and and Chris Haffey and Frankie 
was was skating the local skate park and i was like i remember i went like went off school and like went to the skate park and hang out with these guys you know and i'm just a little kid you know trying to like impress so i was skating around like a lot you know and then they go to sweden to malmo right next to copenhagen right for one day and we were there in the indoor skate park and i'm sitting there talking to katso and he shows me this that was right when the the Rems Frankie Morales Pro Skate came out, the one that was like golden screws and stuff, like totally black. I think it was like the first open shell Rems. So you weren't you weren't skating Rems before then, but I'm sure I've seen you skating the halfies. No, no, I skated the the like the old model Rems like as my third aggressive skate, the one okay. that was like black and gray, like before they had the UF UFS system and stuff. Right, but. I was there sitting in, in Malmö in Bruggeriet, it's called like skate park. And I was like talking to Katso and he was like, yeah, you like the skate? You like what you're looking at? And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I, it looks so cool. It was like gangster looking, you know, the skate. And I was like, yeah, if you want, I can send you a pair, you know? And I was already there. I don't even know what to say. Cause I was like, I was on USD or like Dishi right there, you know, but young age, I was just like, yeah, let me try something new you now. Plus looking when, back at that, yeah, looking back at that, I should probably never have did that choice because if I had stayed loyal to USD, there would be a lot of pro skates for Jacob Jewel, you know. But maybe, yeah, back yeah. Then it was like more impulsive, you know. And it was like to look back at it, it was like doing that and being loyal to USD or like move on and, and take that trip, you know. And I think I would never have changed it because Katso he he invited me on 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 trips to America, you know, when I was young. Back then, you know, I think Plus, half a yeah. year after it was like writing me, let's let come here for two months. Like, as I told you, he invited me to come and meet all the pro skaters back then. Yeah. Plus, it is really difficult. Skaters. Like when when literally the owner of the company is sitting next to you, showing you a skate, going, we want you to skate for us. And then you've yeah. got people like Chris Haffey and Frankie Morales, like within touching distance, who are also on the <laughs> same team. And you're like, I'm going to be on a team with Chris Haffey and Frankie exactly. Morales. Like, like uh, that's that's hard to say no to exactly it was it was at, back then it was it was cooler to go to rams because it was more like a, a small group like more family part you know so you felt like more that you were more a part of the the company that way you know? yeah that's it as well like power slide had a lot of riders so like you know you could be forgiven for thinking oh, i might never get a chance on power slide like i might never yeah. get a pro skate whereas with rems you're like well because it's so small i've got more oppor- i've got a better chance what what year was yeah. that oh i'm always hard to remember because I, f- I feel like and I j- i'm terrible with years but i feel like That's you like rode a- for rems for like almost 10 years yeah i think it was seven seven years yeah right I mean, um, a little bit longer. I, I think uh, if I counted right, it's like seven years of, on Rams and then seven years on USD after. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask about the 2009 tour because I'm I'm sure that was the one that you did with Hafi, Wagner, and Frankie Morales, and you guys went to like Spain and France, mm-hmm. and I think you went to Venezuela as well. Is that right? Venezuela. Uh, did you? Uh, yeah. 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 Like that looked like. That looked like you know, like that's kind of wild to go on such an extensive tour with two of like the biggest names in the sport, and then one of the biggest names in Europe, like Dominic Wagner. And in that tour footage, like you guys are all skating the same spots, and you're basically holding your own against 
Haffey, who many people consider to be like the greatest skater of all time. And yeah. Frankie is also up there. Like in all the street spots, especially those massive rails in Madrid, you're going just as technical as they are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what what was it what was it what was it like just going to all these street spots with them and just basically battling them in street spots around europe i mean it was like of course looking back at it it was like amazing you know but i think while i was in it it was like it was meant to be you know it was like again i was i, I did work hard for it you know i've been since i was young practicing and practicing you know and and so it was like my opportunity you know so I, of course, enjoyed it a lot, you know, but it's like, it's everybody's dream, you know, when you're a skater and you want to be a pro, it's like the dream is to go on skate tours, you know, so yes, to go in a tour with like some of the best in the world was like amazing, you know, it was fun, but it was funny in this way that that how I wanted to explain it uh, like for, for some time now, it's like that the point for me to watch these guys in Daily Bread or in the video to actually sit next to them and being like, skating the same spot as them it was like surreal you know it was really unreal you know it was like again it was like is it is it actually reality you know yeah. because it was like my dream come true you know and and i think after after this i have been like in a really young age feeling that i i did what I, like i already managed to to fulfill my dream you know like to travel around the world and tra travel with some of the best skaters in the world was like that was the dream from from when, when I was a kid, you know. So already achieving that and in, in at age of eighteen, you know, it was like, yes, <laughs> let's Plus, go for yeah. it. Yeah, it's got to be kind of crazy because obviously Denmark has no rollerblading companies and no like kind of any any anything to do with the rollerblading industry. And then, like you said, like the pros that were from there were you know long gone and finished. And yeah. if if the only like kind of contact you see is these people in magazines it must just seem like another planet or just another life altogether and then to be skating exactly. with them and being like like my exactly. only contact with you is like watching you on videos or in magazines and now you're you're there and you're going head to head with them yeah it's funny like definitely thanks to to tom alquist because he was he was friends with katsu you know and and if they hadn't been friends they probably didn't go to to copenhagen at that time you know and didn't make that connection you know but 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 sure you know i i did a lot of a lot of skating and i did a lot of competitions you know and and again that's i think that's the part to to like move on in the in the skate community if you want to be pro or if you have these dreams you know you have to do an effort you know make yeah. some good profiles you know and, and kill it you know and and also kill it on the competitions you know be all around a good skater you know on that tour um you guys ended up stopping off in england and i'm pretty sure you were in manchester and liverpool frankie yeah. morales got arrested at one of those stops were uh, you were you there when that happened i don't think so no i don't no? know if it's the same tour i'm sure it was after it was the same tour after like i think it was like you know the chaz sands invitational or yeah. or it was one of those events at Rampworks. but the very next stop like frankie got into a fight at a bar and him and the other guy got arrested yeah but i think that's two different years because there was uh, one year i went on tour to liverpool as well and there was one tour where i had to like go home i was going to some uh, exams for school 
Ah, right. Okay. You, yeah, you must I have messed it then. I was... This one. But oh, it was uh, funny when I was in Liverpool because I'd never been in Liverpool before and I was like going with Katso uh, and Chris Affi and Frankie. I was like, we were going there and we were like meeting the guys and they booked us in on hotel for Katso. And Katso, he, I just remember how he told me like, yeah, Jacob, um, you have to come and show your passport because the guys, they signed, signed, the, signed, uh, signed us in for the hotel in my name. So he was like... This guys here in UK, they must really like you, Jacob, because they signed you, they signed our hotel in your name. So you have to go and, and show your passport. And I was like, what? <laughs> that was like funny, you know? Okay. And from there, I'm like, yeah. Have I been pronouncing your name wrong this entire time? It's, is it Jacob Yule or Jacob? Yeah. I think international is Jacob, you know, American yeah. or English, you know, but in, in Denmark, we call it, we say Jacob Yule. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, right. So that's okay then. Like was, it's not spelled, but in Den in Danish, Yule uh, can also mean uh, wheel. We no way. Wheel, J U L, and I'm J U U L, but it sounds the same. So it's like Jacob Wheels. So it was meant to be, right? It was meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I worked hard for it for my name here. Yeah. Um. So you said that you said that Cato paid for you to go to America a, a bunch of times. Like so, you yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember you spent a lot of time in the states. So like, what were what were some of the highlights of that? Because it, it seemed like yeah, from the, the highlight footage. was that first time I came, we went directly to Woodward, and um, he picked me up. They, they picked me up in like minivan, and I'm there again, sitting next to my idols. You know, and I'm looking behind me. It's, Jeff Stockwell, I'm looking to the right, is Brian Aragon, I'm looking to the right, and Trey Powell, and I'm like, holy shit, and like being this shy guy, and just sitting there from Denmark, you know, don't even know what to say, and we went directly to Woodward, and when I'm asking, I'm asking the guys, like, what, where are we going, what, what are we doing, and Katsu tells me, don't worry, it's a surprise. Just relax. <laughs> just lean back and relax. And you just, I, I, I buy your ticket here to come and enjoy and like see what you are entering if you want to pick to be a pro skater, you know? So it was like the first time was like an introduction to the to the community, you know? And we go to, we go to Woodward and I remember we were there in the evening, I think, and I have jet lag and I tried to sleep. I couldn't, you know? So it's like, waking up early or whatever i'm going to competition and they had like the, they had the amateur outside in woodward and was this ail ail yeah so it was the, like world championship back then and when i'm telling you I'm, I'm serious i didn't really actually know what i was going to and we're coming up there today when we enter it's like you can sign up and i go straight to the table to sign up and i'm like looking there and say, hey man let me sign up here or what and he's like only if you want it's not like, I don't put any pressure on it. I, you, I'm not the sponsor to tell you, like, you have to go and sign up for the competition. It's like on my own behalf. And I was like, of course I want to sign up. I want to show everybody here what I'm capable of, you know, yeah. and I'm going to show them why I took the trip all the way from Denmark to LA, you know, to, to do this, you know. I, I, want, I want to come here and I want to try to beat everyone, right? <laughs> I think it was like that. It was more like, I want to show, you know, I want to yeah. like, my my time to shine, you know. And I signed up and it was all on my own will. And I was skating this competition. I remember there was so many people that my heat or my group or like my run, it was a run, uh, one, like one minute run. Um, and my run was like in the evening. 
it was like it was super hot in the day but um you are a little bit in the mountains or like yeah. in the hills like in, in woodward west so it's coming a little bit cold in the evening i was like a little bit freezing because i was also like jet lagged and like wow long time like having taken a trip like that by myself so long and you know so i was a little out of myself but then i put up a, a pretty good run do some cool tricks you know go back and i think the award show was the day after so it's like i'm sleeping on it or, or it's like in the evening or it's a long time ago but it's like i'm coming there and i remember i, I meet a friend magnus also like a flow rider from uh rems okay. and we go out like have a chat you know and when i come in the hall again it's like people are like oh congratulations man jacob and i don't know anybody you know so i'm like who are you? Why are you telling me this? You know, and I'm coming up and then like, I think it was like Adam Kohler or some other guy, like this photographer. I mean, he was like, all right, it's like, what's happening? And he's like, go over to Katsu. He's over there. Like he will tell you. And then I go over and like, I, I remember I was like going over to him. He's seeing me. He's like, where have you been? Like almost like shouting at me as like my dad, you know, like, where have you been? You should have been here. Like, when there was the award show, you you won, you won the amateur competition and you have to go over there and like get your press and get your prize, you know? And I'm like, so confused going over. And in the end it was like, I missed my award show because I was outside the hall and they were standing there saying my name because I won the amateur world championship without I actually knowing it, you know? Cause yeah. I just did my run the other day and then it was enough to win. That's crazy that, that it was all decided on one run. It was like two runs, you know, but it was ah, like, right. yeah, not a final. It was just like everybody yeah. go through do a run, you know, and the best run count, I think, was like that, you know. And then you qualified for the pro league, you know. So, like, first day, there was the amateur world championship, and then after was the pro world championship. Yeah. And I was coming number six on pro, uh, pro competition back then. So, it was like... Nice. blow my mind you know have so, i still have metal and i want to like electric guitar as a uh, statue like for the for the amateur world championship you know that's pretty cool although how the hell are you getting that back to denmark <laughs> you must have got to the was, airport and I they're like in, no in, in the plane you know with it like between <laughs> my, uh, like they were saying world champion on the guitars so i was when i was waiting in the transit in the gauge you know it was like people coming to me it's like oh you're world champion in guitar you know i was like no 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 <laughs> this is something else <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah. they're like they're like play something and you're like i i, I don't i don't know how <laughs> I'm yeah. but yeah that was like blow my mind you know because nothing was expected you know so it was like cool after the days after i was like hanging out with nick wood also uh yeah i remember nick, yeah back then and and he was a guy it was like we are following each other he said because chris haffey won this when he was teenager the the world AIL yeah. uh, uh, amateur world championship and Nick Wood did it and I did it so it was like it was funny like so you must have thought after that like well I've went to America I've, I've done what I needed to do like you must have thought you know it's this is is going in the right direction yeah it was <laughs> definitely um and was this like how how's soon after this did you pick up the knee injury and have to get surgery i was i think i was 23 or 24 it was like a couple of years after 
Okay. So what what happened there? Because I remember I remember you had to have surgery, and I remember you couldn't skate for a year. But I, I yeah. don't I don't remember what it was that that caused it. It was yeah, it was definitely a bump under under underway of my skate career. It was like cross ligament broken, uh, ripped ripped apart in my left knee. So, so was it like a particular fall, or was it just like over time? It happened in the ignition skate skate park in. Oh, what was it like Austria? The one with the north. big, the one with like the the like flat handicap rail. Yeah, it the, was the like, like a, driveway was skate like, park. It was wood wood ground everywhere, and there was oh. like these grind boxes down, and it was like um, the ground in the skate park was um, was also made of wood uh, plates, and it was like grinding down of the the box. And I'm landing, and it's like kind of slippery, slippery a little bit. I don't know if you ever skated some skate parks where it's like the ground is also connected yeah. to the ramps. Like, wouldn't it? It can be slippery or something. And my left knee just slipped out, and back back there, I like, right. I tweeted it too much, you know, out of place, and it hurted a lot, man. So was was it one of those ones where you tried to like let it heal on its own, and it just didn't, or yeah. did you know yeah, exactly. that you you had to go? Oh, see, so you, you tried to wait it out. I, I waited one one and a half month, I think, and um, and in that time, what I didn't know back then, but then I was skating with it and using it for one two years after, and um, at, yeah, because you that did you did I, that that big like drop rail backslide with an injured knee, right? I could skate it because it was like it it I I chill with it for like one month and a half, and and at that time. It grew back together. That's what my doctor told me. Then when I finally got the operation, he was like, first he thought it was my meniscus. And then he called me in again and said, oh, it's it's way worse. It's your cross ligaments. But he couldn't see it in the beginning because he couldn't make sense of how much I could use it because it was grown back my back ligament with my with the front, you know. So it was growing back together by itself, but it was growing wrong. Okay. Like, so it was still stuck in my, my knee from uh, time to time um so obviously you had to have surgery on it you weren't able to skate for like i think was it a year an entire yeah, year one year, one year nine, 11 nine months yeah. for someone that's you know obviously that obsessed with skating and traveling all over the world and you know competing and doing really well and putting out all these video parts for that to all just instantly stop that that must have been like tough to deal with <laughs> it was man it was really tough sitting at home doing like fucking bored, you know, but I missed out on ground control tour in Barcelona, the video they made there. Oh, for the, for the team video. Yeah. I missed out of, of a lot of things. Cause it was like, when that happened, I was booming, you know, I was like, I was not yeah. on the way down or something. It was only going up, you know? So it was like going up and then break and just sitting home exercise every day, you know? So what? Yeah, what did what did you do for a year? Like you must have you must have done I'm something. I've always been that, studying. You know, I've right. always been like when when I have a break from skating, or it's like it's like I guess other European countries you can do the same, but it's like you can do a gymnasium like high school kind of like after regular school you can go before you go university or stuff. You have gymnasium here, and you can either do that right after you finish school, like at a seventeen, eighteen, you know, you do it and in, in, in three years or like, you can do like it college like, yeah college yeah. Right. but you can also do it like um 
separated you know and just put it out in like you do a half half a year some studies you know and you do half a year and another time some other study and then in the end you you complete all the all the subjects you know and, and you get a diploma as well okay. and I, I just did that instead of doing it over two years I was doing it over six years and then because it was like taking breaks from skating or, or not so much active in my skate career I do study and then if I get an invitation for some tours or stuff like that I I like pause my study and I do my skating career you know because it was like always for me it was like I had the chance you know to do it so it's yeah. like Instead of saying, ah, I cannot do skating too much because it doesn't give me the salary or something like that. It was more like to say, hey, man, this is a, this is like one once in a life, you know, time. So, Plus, at least, yeah, it's, it's something productive and it keeps your mind busy rather than, you know, just getting like bored and depressed because you can't do what you want yeah. to do. I, I was do, doing just studying for a year, you know, study, home study and, and stuff like that. I couldn't, in the beginning, I couldn't even move out of my house, you know, so. Yeah. But yeah. when you when you came back and I think it was like the 2011 Freedom of Feet edit or whatever it was, the one that Jonas made, like that that came back hard, like that. Yeah. It didn't look like you'd lost anything. I think I gained a lot of things because um, also what I'm trying to pu- push out is like to to learn people. It's like a, the state of mind, you know, the like the mental training of of, of skating also like. A lot of people maybe they just go skating every day and they can confuse not to they're not learning or they're not improving you know it's also about improving in your mind you know like thinking about how you're doing these tricks you know instead of always just going do it do it do it you know you have to sometimes also sit like sit back and watch it from from far you know and like give you ideas of new switch up or get you ideas of different ways to do the tricks you know to make it easier for you so for me to have a break in one year, I don't want to say it was good for me, but it was like, it didn't make me like worse or my skills down. It was more like a state of mind to like have have some time off to think about uh, how to do the tricks differently or how to do more interesting, how to make your skating more interesting, you know? Yeah. So when, when you came back, were you like still doing trips to America or what was like, what happened after you came back from injury? Um uh reason why i changed from rems in the end was that that it became less and less you know i heard yeah. less and less communication from Kato and and it's like nothing really going on and then i went last last tour in um in america in california i i won a come i won a real street in copenhagen and the first prize was like a, a return ticket to la okay i went there the last time i went it was in 2012 and i went with my like friend from home you know because he was like he could get cheap tickets for his mom that was students you know and we went we bought a car and did like that the way you have to see america you know so yeah. you like buy a car and you drive it by yourself because the other times i went it was like i was under age also so it's like from over there you know i was 18 and it's like i'm a kid when i go over there again you know and when i was 18 yeah. here I, I i grew up you know you can go buy alcohol you can go do everything you want when you come to america you're like a kid again it is kind of weird. You're like, yeah, because it's like the whole 21 thing. It's like stepping back in time. You're like, oh, cool. Can't, yeah. can't do stuff again. This is weird. Exactly. Uh, when I came first time, I was like there around 17, 18. And, and you, in Denmark, at least you're like, when you you become adult when you're like 16 till 18, you know, there's different things that you're allowed to do. But you come over there, you're like, you can do nothing. 
everybody has yeah. to take you everywhere you know you become a kid again and like everybody has to take care of you and stuff like that it's like so strange you know yeah so when you when you left rems you were like because obviously it was you and dominic like wagner you were like the two main guys in europe and nils jansen's as well but he was like obviously yeah. still quite young and then it was just because it felt like the other guys had stopped it was on the pro team, it was just Frankie and Chris. And Chris had already moved on to start doing shows by that point, hadn't he? Yeah, I think maybe that was about the part. It was it was all about like nothing happening, you know? And then yeah. if you're an active skater and like you were like in the end I see it more as like what was my opportunities there, you know? What yeah. could I do, you know? And in the end I, I was like I was riding out to different companies, you know, and, and it took me one week to be sponsored by USD back then. Cause you like, you were the second person to leave. Cause wasn't, didn't, didn't Dominic, did he not stop first and then you left or did you leave first? I don't remember, but yeah, some, I think maybe like pretty much the same time because I, I guess he, he felt the same thing. It's like, it was from like, going tours in America, they coming here in Europe, we were going tours, you know, like everything's always something was happening every year. So had a couple of years where, where nothing happened, you know? Yeah. So, okay, let's, let's, it's like, it's like more about what can you do with your career of skating than, than yeah. what can we do with REMS in, in the end, you know? It's like, again, it's a bit sad, you know, cause, cause it was like, it's about riders, you know, to build a, build a, a, a skate com or a skate brand or stuff like that you know but but if you're a writer and you feel like that not really something is happening or why are we not going on tour this year or like it's like you're 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 looking different ways to see what's your options you know um so yeah it was kind of bad timing though because not long after that they offered a pro skate to mason richards and he turned it down and then they offered the skate to nils nils ended up getting two skates yeah, two yeah. skates with them. And then Josiah Blee got a pro skate. So is part of you ever like look back on that and think if I just like stuck with them, I would have I would have had my pro skate from Rems, which you obviously oh, want because you were always. you were loyal to the brand. Always. I've never been loyal to the brands. I just go my own way, you know. <laughs> That's not true. You stuck with Rems for a really long time. Like you skated for you skate for Rems longer than most people skate for always any brand. No, no hard feelings or anything, but, but I was there into, as I told you in 2012, I was sitting there with Kato and he was like telling me if we should make a, we should make a pro skate with you, like come up with some, some ideas, how it should look, which colors, you know, and I was there for two months and I was working with him on a pro skate and it never came out, you know, and oh, I never heard right. anything from it. And it's funnily enough, looked a lot like Joe Blee's, uh, just please skate. Well, I mean, how how look different how different can you make a Rems look? I mean, <laughs> no, but the same colors, you know. Okay, that was the colors that I suggested. That was the, it was kind of the point of I don't know if you remember the skate. It was like it was something between the two skates. Like they had the they had the regular model and they had the open shell. Yeah, and I was trying to come up with an idea that to mix the the two skates together. So they actually they actually had plans to give you a skate. It just never it just never appeared. Never appeared, no. Okay. Then that yeah, that makes sense. I can understand why yeah. Power slide Power Slide um wanted to give me a a pro frame for Kaiser before okay. I left them for REMS. 
I remember they were doing that for a few people because uh, uh, Adrian, what was that around the time like Adrian Wallace and all those guys were getting Kaiser Pro frames and like Chaz Sands yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. No, well, watching one of my uh, uh, one of my profiles in the young age, also they were like, I think it was Ali Bennett that write me like, "Oh my God, this is so crazy, man! You you definitely deserve a, a pro frame, you know." And we started working on it, and I sent them the graphic design of my signature and stuff. And then I was like, I was tired of the the deshi boot, and then the story about Katsu coming Denmark and showing me the uh, Rams Frankie, you know, I was like, yeah, let me, go, let me try this boot, you know? And then I'm riding back to PowerSlide and telling them, uh, yeah, I'm going to skate Rams boot now, but I will still skate Kaiser. And then they were like, if you're going to change the boot, you're going to yeah. stop working with you, you know? It was like all or nothing. So basically what you're saying is you're just, you've got the worst luck possible when it comes to getting like a pro product. I think it, it it never really, of course, you cannot say that it's not your dream when you're a pro skater, but it never really was something that I I was like desiring, you know, yeah. it was not something okay. that I really was like, I'm telling you, man, just to getting all these skates for free, man, especially in a young age, man, that was enough, man. Okay. Like sometimes I, I remember I, I would count how many skates I get for one year and it would be like five, 10 pair of skates for one year. That, yeah, that's a that is a lot. Yeah, for for yeah, any like friends that you're giving skates or or you have too much, you know, yeah. throwing out skates in the dumpster, man. It's like, Plus, it, it must have felt like you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling bad about it, but then okay, whatever, you know, have a new pair here, you know. So it's like, and again, in our in our community, it's like, what do you get out of getting a pro skate other than the prestige or? to put it on your wall at home, you know? Is that, yeah, that's that true, yeah. It's not yeah. something that makes you a living, you know? So. Well, yeah, some people never, actually not some people, many people never even got paid at all when they got a pro skate. They just got the skate and that was it, yeah. Exactly. I got um, a, I, I made a pro f wheel for denial. Yeah, I remember that, the one with the graffiti on the side, yeah. <laughs> cool man i don't know if so many people remember that i drew even i drew it myself and i picked the colors myself it's like totally out of line that that pro wheel i i remember being quite surprised by that because it was it was you and uh, avash avashi avashi weisler from israel and yeah, i remember thinking well. like obviously denial adam kilgore um That's philadelphia well, and then there's just these like, two random guys. <laughs> it was like in uh, I'm YTA in uh, in Amsterdam. Okay. The first one I went to, I think it was maybe the second that they were holding in 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 uh, Amsterdam, and I was back there also super young man, and I was just killing it on these dishy skates and 450 back rail and these scary double rails and shit. I remember those were that was a terrifying spot like that. I'm surprised so many so many people like that was a real street out of the league you know so it's like so many people there like I'm like skating you know and people like high-fiving you and you're like whoa what's going on and like suddenly somebody just throw a t-shirt in your face almost while skate going back up or something and okay that was Adam Kilgore in the crowd throwing t-shirts to the European riders that he liked you know to be like oh this guy's killing it throwing him a t-shirt right in his face I was like Putting it up, it's like denial t-shirt. And again, I was like, denial. I watched yeah. that denial video with 
Chris Farmer, like there was all the uh, Colin Kelso and Sean Kelso. Underestimated? Was it that one? Or I don't remember what it was called, but it was like so many profiles in the line, you know, and yeah. it was like these amazing skin. I was like, am I fucking getting a denial t-shirt? It was again, you know, it was like dream come true from a brand that I was like watching so much when I was young, you know, so it was like big achievement again there, you know, and then doing the competition, the guy comes over to me, Adam Kilgore, and he's like, yeah, we want to we want you to write for us, you know? And that was a trip as well, you know, because like one year after he he supported me and he bought me a ticket to to Philadelphia, to East Coast. I remember that. I couldn't write. I remember there was filming for Denial in Philadelphia and I can't remember whether it was you or Avashi who skated the drop rail and fell over the other side and hit their head. Was, was that you or him? Uh... I remember they said it was like the first day of filming or something like that, or like the second day of filming. If if you don't remember, it probably wasn't you. <laughs> no, I don't think I hurt myself that much there, but I was already hurt with my knee. Okay. It was struggling me a lot. I was even talking to this guy, Adam, and being like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm injured. I cannot go on the skate tour, you know? I feel bad to go all the way to America to not be able to skate fully, you know? Yeah. But I did like a... Oh, Jeremy Sonderberg, I think I made a, a split part with him in, in a video they were they were making working on at that time. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm bad with all the names of these videos and you should have been who, part who, of who was making the video? Uh Adam Kilgore and like Denial and, and these guys. I d I don't remember Jeremy Soderberg ever skating for Denial. That's weird. No, it wasn't it wasn't a denial video, it was more like a crew video ah right okay right that makes yeah. more sense so but it, it was like you know i was there i was like seeing the the e like the u.s u.s east coast side you know with the denial and with the all these skaters from there they had a like adam kilgo was living in this house like skater house yeah i remember i met, met montre there for the first time and was we that when with was that when john believe Boy mike Sorry? voida mike voida huh? mike voida, mark vodka yeah yeah white voida yeah Skating with him and uh, with John Bellino. Yeah, because he we was living. Like, was he living with Kilgore then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That must and that that's the kind of skating like you like house. as well. Yeah, because they all they all like to skate big stuff and they like to go tech on big stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you must have been like these are yeah these are my people. These are the kind of skaters out. Yeah, it was a really cool experience, man, to be with them there. Only only sad part was that I I wasn't able to skate fullest honestly. I was injured. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be frustrating. So yeah. when when things at, like were coming towards the end with REMS or you thought they were, like, did you approach like several companies or did you only approach USD to be like, like which other companies did, I, I did you have? I approached several companies, but I'm, I'm, I'm not lying when I think it only took one week, maybe two weeks and I, one week answer and two weeks I had the, uh, the first USD again after I was like I was on Dishy for Power Slide, and yeah. then Rams, and then coming back to Power Slide. Two weeks after writing them, I was sitting with the the Frankie Morales Carbon USD Carbon skate okay. in my hand. Because you so put out a lot of promos for USD during that time. Like there, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of sections on YouTube where you promoting like. Yeah. 72s carbons like like various aeons like the al hui aeon like you you put out a lot of content for them 
but that's also the time when I was wor- still working with uh, Jonas Hansen a lot and and not to <laughs> not to sound cool or anything but but I really spend little time to make these profiles okay it goes one or two weeks because I, when I'm when I'm trying to work on something I'm not the guy that that spend half a year on a section or something yeah becomes really fast it's like killing it for for a couple of days you know making five ten tricks in one day you know and just bam 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 and and finally see the finished product you know i'm sure i saw in one of those edits you just did a piece of paper and you were just like crossing off all the tricks is that right yeah you're just like right that's that done next (laughs) yeah big thanks to jonas i think it's like a lot of guys filming with him will will find it like a little bit harsh because he was really professional in, in his work, you know, how you can see it. But it was a lot about like, okay, let's go in the morning to have this light and you will do these tricks and this, uh, this drop rail or whatever, you know, yeah. and you'll be there alone with him and trying to be like, push yourself to do it because there would be nobody around you, you know, but, but I'm pretty, I always been pretty good at pushing myself. Like, I was going to say that and and all the like sections I've seen of you over the years you're always like you always seem very excitable and always to be like your own hype man you're always like you know pumping the air and like like shouting like you know making the little signs to the camera and stuff like that and it just seems like you you get yourself excited to skate yeah yeah Yeah, but definitely fun uh, filming with him you know but but I also understand I also was frustrated sometimes because it, it becomes more it becomes really much like just work that's the work, you know, to do. But I enjoyed it as well, and I always love to see the, the like the the finish of, of a, like a section, you know, to have everything part together, you know, even like going one day and film like five six tricks, you know, and go back to his place and and watch watch the raw footage, you know. It was like to see like a, a edit evolving or, or coming together, you know. That was yeah, really cool. yes, like it's really satisfying to see the work you put in, like. Yeah like like build into something that yeah yeah when 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 you have a photographer like him like putting putting his camera your way you know and also editing and everything it's just your job is just to pull it off you know and so you can that's the main thing of the job you know but if you're really good at it you know it's like it's not so hard for you you isn't it it's just to find the time and go out and do it you know yeah no definitely um so when you joined usd were you just like were you just wanting to be a part of something else or did you did you actually like want to you know end up on the pro team or like what was did did you have anything in mind i didn't know where i'm gonna end i I just knew that that after my injury i I wasn't finished you know my doctor when he operated me he asked me if i'm I'm gonna go back to my career i wish to do that or he he want to fix my knee just to be able to walk or whatever to to normal use you know and i was like no you're like I'm, I'm not done yeah no i'm not done i'm still hungry you know so so I, when i came back it was like yes asking usd asking asking different uh, brands to be like okay let's do next step because not so much is happening here with rems you know and i was like tired of waiting for promo those times to waiting on like next tour whatever i was like okay let's let's see how far i can take it you know and it was becoming more of like as I also t- said earlier, it was like as I when I was 18, 19, I already I already did my dream. You know, I already fulfilled traveling the world, seeing meeting all the pro skaters and stuff. So it was like at that time I was like 23 and it was like, let's just let's just try. 
what do, what are they gonna say you know and yeah two weeks after asking them to sponsor me they were replying me yes of course you know and just no question asked and then it becomes seven more years sponsored by usd you know so and, like was it just a case of yeah just filming sections for them or was were there any opportunities with usd like did you ever you know get to travel with them or like get hooked up with anything like that yeah, I, made, I made a couple of small a couple of tours um i don't remember did they also they also support me sometimes on some of my own like tours to competitions you now i'd be like i want to go this competition i want to go fees i want to go that competition you know and they would like support me a little bit you know they would pay also for the for the video sections a little bit right so but no not really i remember when i was on tour with uh, uh richie eisler and, and and nick and and um and these guys like we were in paris and the guys are like asking me my teammates asking me like when are your pro skate coming out jacob and i was like i don't know <laughs> how should i know you know i'm not the judge of that and they're like yeah of course you are you should you should just ask them you should ask them like 100 times you know that's how we all do it and i was like are you kidding me are you begging people for your fucking, for your pro skate i'm i'm not that kind of guy you know so it's like I tried one time to ask them after that tour to be like, hey, what, what do you say to do a pro skate? And they, they come the suggestion that they would make a pro skate for me if, if, I could, if I could connect with Skate Pro and make them buy all my pro skates. It's like they, they would make a pro skate with me if, if, they could, if they could be sure that Skate Pro would buy like I don't know, it was 60 or 80% of all the skates, you know. Yes, but yeah, because Skate Pro is like one of the biggest shops in Europe, but yeah. or if not the biggest shop in Europe, but still, like, no, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be on you. I was I mean, just you're like... Not, you're not a marketer. You're not in sales. That's not your, your job. Is Your job is to make a name for yourself and be well-known and be liked. And, like, you you are a big name in the European scene. So, like, you're you're doing your part. It's their job to sell the skates. Yeah, you can say that, you know, but but I, I was just like fed up of it, you know, I was like, if that's the way you have to get a pro skate, nah, it's not my deal, you know. Yeah. I had enough in this, you know. Yeah, like, now, I'm, that's world, fair enough, now, yeah. I, I've been number one so many times in the competitions, you know, I killed it so many times, so a lot of experience, really cool experience, you know, it, it's not going to take anything for me that I don't get a pro skate, whatever. That's a joke. If it's that way to get a pro skate, whatever, you know, right. I sure it's not for everyone. I th I'm sure that somebody gets, get it the right way that they come and ask you and say, Hey, we want to make a pro skate for you, you know, yeah. sign you, you know, but, but if you have to go ask them, you no, know, one other thing was funny that, that they said to me, like, we were talking about how you get your sponsor gear when you're sponsored by USD. And that was the same Richie Eisen telling me, oh, but you just have to ask of as much as possible. And I remember I come back from the tour and I was like, before I would like, when I asked them through an email, you, you write email, you know, and you ask for like new skates and new wheels and new bearings, you know, and they send you that. But in reality, you go ask, how much can you actually ask for? Yeah, you're like, can I have this, 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 and this, and then hopefully you get like some of it. And then you cross your fingers and yeah. then nail the <laughs> And you look and they say, yes, they said yes. And you buy, you order like three or four pairs of skates. Like you buy, you order everything you, you put up your mind, you know, 
you look through all the websites with power slide gear uh, and this bag and this t-shirt and this hoodie and these different wheels uh, could i ask for one pair wheel more <laughs> yes i do that and in the beginning after that it was jokes man i get boxes huge you know with so much that's, gear that that's so funny yeah i don't even use half of the gear you know and but i can, can say like I'm not sponsored by them anymore, but half of the gear I didn't even use, you know. It's just like you know, you can get yeah, you could give it to like friends or like the kids at the the schools that you're teaching, or you can use it as like I don't know prizes for like little competitions that you run. Yeah, when, your I, when skate I started school. the skate, when I started the skate school, I I benefited a lot, lot from like got extra wheels then, and and some of the kids. I remember I give a lot of free stuff out to some of the kids that becomes good, you know like yeah that was a cool trick you did man you you learn a lot these days man here's a pair of brand new wheels oh thank you jacob you know so once richie told you this and you figured out that you could basically get as much as you want out of power slides and you're getting these packages that are like christmas basically just big boxes of stuff yeah funny you say christmas because i was always telling me i have birthday many many days a year <laughs> I always joke with my friends, like, what is that, Jacob? Yeah, it's my birthday present. You don't have birthday now? No, but I have birthday every day, you know? <laughs> it's so funny, yeah. man. So why, like, why did you decide that you wanted to end that with USD if you're getting all this stuff? If you're, like, what what about what about skating for USD did you decide that you just didn't want to do it anymore? No, they decided for me. Oh, it was their idea? Yeah, they, they kicked me out. Escape Pro and um, and USD, they finished with me. Oh, so it was like being sponsored by USD was connected to Skate Pro? Not in the first part. It was USD first and then Skate Pro after. Right. But so, then it, I think it was all downfall of my behaviors. It's like, don't taking their part seriously enough, you know? Don't be in the, the the skate pro rider or the USD rider, but doing my own thing. You know. All right. So, like, did they give did they give like a particular reason, or did they email you, or call you, or like how did it how did it happen? Same as always. It's like rollerblading community, like the brands and stuff, is always about not enough money, not enough sales. We have to cut off the teams. We cannot pay you anymore. <laughs> right okay it's like it's the sad part of being a pro skater is when you hear these bad stories and i heard them many times yeah of how the how the community how the how the sales are going down how there's no future in rollerblading blah 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 they said it to me first time first year i was sponsored by skate pro that yeah but we're not really selling anything i do skate school one year and the guy calls me back and say, oh, the numbers are up. We can see that like this, they're buying skates again, you know? And it's like, what do you think, man? So why did you get dropped from Skate Pro if you're doing these schools and they're seeing the difference in terms of sales and they can like connect it and say, well, you're, you're getting these kids into the sport. People are buying product. I think it's, it's it's more because I was doing my own thing, you know. It's like okay. if I did skate pro skate school, for example, or USD camps or whatever, you know, it would be did, more did, sufficient for them. But I built yeah. my own company. Did they ever like approach you about doing that, like saying, "Oh, we'll give you this if you put if you like name it after us or whatever," or you let us like be an official sponsor or? 
No, it's like I have I had uh, the skate school. Uh, my skate school we were starting uh, having having um, having uh, having Skate Pro as sponsor. USD also supported us in the beginning. I asked them I asked them about the project, you know, and and they sent me like two three big boxes of of skate like uh, protection gear and stuff like that. So big thanks cool. to them, you know, in yeah. the beginning support me a lot uh, to build this uh, project, you know. Um, skate Pro was like a main sponsor uh, of the company, but it was always about we didn't we didn't tag them enough in this so we didn't tag them enough in that and, and right it's like it can be something sometimes a little bit bullshit you know if you like if you if you yeah, feel you're, 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 enough, it just kind of seems like you're like i just don't care about that stuff so it's like again it's about what you get out of it you know uh if, if before like for what you have to do you know and if you have to do ads every time and if you have to f- always remember to tag them in every thing you do and and and, and for what uh, are you doing it and again yeah. as you said like what what did i do for them you know and and, and if if you don't agree in, in in the terms of 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 what you're giving each other you know it's like it's hard to make a like a, a connection you know, or a deal together. No, that's fair enough. Um, it seems like the skate school has been going well, though, because you've been doing it. How long? It seems like you've been doing it quite a while now, no? Uh, six year all, but um, but in the beginning, it was only roller skating or inlines. Yeah. But- uh, I had a name. Now it's called uh, Low Academy. Uh, Low stands for Life on Wheels. Okay. And, and um, we have done for four years now. Am I not right in thinking you you either did a skate school in Venezuela or you took your skate school there or was it something like that? With in Venezuela, yeah, it was all charity. Ah, right. Okay, so like you you flew over there on your own to do to do what? No, that's a really cool story as well. Um, it was um, like I became friends with Yara. Yeah, uh, I think we met first time at summer class, and. Um, and then he's like, we just been like knowing each other a little bit, you know, and like communicating a little bit online. And then he finally see me, my project in the same time he was traveling Venezuela and meeting these kids and meeting this guy, like director of the skate park in a city called Porto Cabello. And coming back from that, he connect, he reached out to me and was like, oh, I meet all these kids here, man. And then they need help. They need somebody to come and show them how is skating done you know they need donation of skates they they had the most broken skates you know so yeah, it's like I can imagine yeah we donated like how i said i think we donated like over 150 pairs of skates uh, over the years over nice. two three three years and like months of 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 free uh, lessons for them you know as charity so did uh, they like, gotta like... reach out to me and then i went with him the, the next year and and we did all this together, yeah. Right. So did they like pay for you to go out there to do that, or? No, no. It's my company paid for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was How long did you do that for? Because it seemed like you were out there for a while. Uh, one and a half months the first time. Right. And How many times? The second time was also like five five weeks or something, and and yeah, I've been okay. in Venezuela four times now. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, it last looks time we last time was with my girlfriend. 
I met her and I was like, ah, I have this friend, we go Venezuela sometimes. I'm like, I want to go this winter as well. And she's like, I want to come with you. And I was like, I fall in love one more time with her because that was that was cool, you know, I have a girlfriend that don't, don't not scared, you know, want to want to see the world, you know. Yeah. Who's going to pass up the chance to go there? Like, it sounds awesome. Yeah, because that's not a place you just go as a tourist, you know. True, true. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, how not many people, you know, from, well, Europe and the UK can say that they've been there. So it's, it's one of those awesome things to visit and experience. I think it's, again, a lot about like uh, using your skating, um, the, the community, using the, the skill you have to go and do something different, you know, because we never like, like we didn't have a scary moment there. Definitely not by skating, you know. Yeah. You can go skate down the most scary places, the ghettos places and stuff and see ske- sketchy people. But you have your skates on and you're doing some gnarly trick there. doesn't matter, you know. They're going to be like, whoa, you're sick, you know, and give yeah. you heads up, like five uh, high fives, you know, and be like with a gun in, in the pants, you know, like ghetto life there, you know. But if they see you doing mad stuff, you know, and you're not afraid to fall and hurt yourself, you know, there, there's respect right there, you know. Yeah. I think that's a cool thing about skating again, you know. They always call you, oh, you're sick in your head, you know, but it's in a positive meaning, you know. Yeah, you jump yeah. on a rail and, and grind it and not being afraid, you know. There's like, there's some street skills right there, you know. And, yeah. And then yeah. When they see, and when you see, they see you taking three, four big uh, ice, I was like ice hockey bags that we got sponsored from Skate Pro back then, like CCM huge baggage like full with skates full with gear full with bearings wheels and stuff and like line we line the kids up in the skate park you know they're coming in one at a time and they're like you did good effort in skating you deserve this aggressive pair of skates and it's like are you new to skating i I only skate two days okay you're not gonna get aggressive you're gonna get this pair of skates you know and to for for the people for the city there to see what we were doing you know it 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 made it it made it really cool to be there, you know. We we became yeah, like famous. That's, that's changing their kids like kids' lives. Like that stuff, especially, you know, if they grew up in an impoverished area or where they don't have much. Like that's that's something they're never gonna forget. They're never gonna forget like getting such an awesome it's basically a gift, like getting an awesome present. Because maybe yeah. their parents couldn't afford to get them something like they that. And definitely not afford it, and there's no place to buy it, you know, in, in yeah. Venezuela. There's no skate shops and, and they cannot afford to ship it there. It's like over the league, you know, so, so it's so like it's, cool to be a part of this, you know, and cool to change people's kids' minds, you know. It's like I'm here teaching kids and like talking to parents and changing the kids' lives here in Denmark. Kids are shy. Kids are like afraid or like antisocial, you know, a little bit and you teach them skating and you teach them you teach them about life and they change completely you know yeah just like come out of their shell and it gives them more confidence yeah exactly you see parents they even tell me so many times like jacob man thank you so much for what you have been doing you know and you go in venezuela and the other side of the world and you you can do the same there yeah but there it's like they are poor you know and they, they have nothing so it's like it's whatever you give them there yeah just be, yeah even be, if they don't 
yeah, even if they don't pursue it or it be- doesn't become like a lifelong passion for them, it still brings them joy because the, it's it's a happiness. It's like a pleasant experience. And and for the last couple of years doing this and doing the project with Venezuela, doing all these projects at home, you know, it, it becomes for me like I find me a really good place of and state of mind here in the skate community because because to to run around and being this cool skater and being like having this skater attitude like man I'm joking so much with it like even Denmark is like a co- is a skateboard capital you know yeah because they they have the the yearly oh, event don't I they go, I can go in this I can go in a big skate park with like ten kids and they're super happy and we're teaching and they come like skateboarder like screaming at me like what are you doing here you cannot be here with teaching kids you know making money out of this blah 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 and like hating me for that I'm like chill out man yeah you have nothing to say man i travel the world i help people everywhere you know like shut up and leave you know because you have bad mentality you have bad vibes you know like don't run around being like this cool douchebag when you are skating around in a in a community that's so poor you know and i can say that of skateboarding as well because so many good skateboarders are the same as us like poor as fuck and they have like they have nothing you know even if they're super good, it's, again, it's only the 1% of these sports that get wealth, you know, like, yeah. or you have to be smart doing some company that, that get wealth, you know, like doing some skate school, doing some brand, you know, or something, because you cannot just live off being a douchebag and good at what you're doing. You know? <laughs> that's, that's a good statement. I you can't, you can't of live skate. off being a douchebag. No. Um, I think that's every, all the kind of skating, like, it looks really cool from from the outside, you know, and you see it from outside. Oh, people are like happy friends with each other, you know. But when you come in in the in 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 under the what do you say? Yes, it's, 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 it's only when you like look behind the curtain, you're like, ah, oh, no one earns any money. Yeah, yeah. Or is everybody wants it to, to themselves, you know, a lot of times also. I think. Yeah. So as as like you mentioned getting shouted at by skateboarders, is that like a problem in Copenhagen? Because in Europe generally, especially in the UK, it's not really a thing. It, like, even it kind of was a little bit growing up as a teenager, you'd get, I don't know, get like a little bit of attitude from the older guys. But I feel like in Europe, it was never as bad as it was in America. So what's it, what's it like there? I think skateboarders are... Is, is, the community here is bad you know it's like it's always been i think everywhere you go a little bit it's like jokes from one time i went, was in lucerne in uh, switzerland where it's like upside down the, the skate is the rollerbladers and, and they're yeah. the community you know and there you come and the skateboarders the guys hiding behind the ram and shy and like uh, trying to come and be the nice guys you know but um I mean, I'm working a lot of, with it. That's also why I, I, I changed from doing skate school that's only about roller skates or inland skates. And it's also skateboarding, it's also scooter because I'm trying to learn the new generation that all wheels are Get along, yeah. Don't shout at the guy just because he has a scooter, you know? Don't tell him he is not allowed to be here just because, or tell him that it's not a real sport, man. I'm, I'm seriously, I'm working with a lot, like I'm trying to work with a lot of these guys here. And it's like, our competitive guys here in Denmark, it's like skateboard schools. And the guys there, they say scooter is not a real sport. It's just, a, a, this is just a phrase from start skating to do skateboarding. It's like, 
didn't you see what the guys are doing on yeah. the scooter? Didn't you see what the guys are doing on roller skates? How can you say it's not a real sport, you know? And it's so yeah, arrogant. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah, tell that to the guy throwing himself down El Toro on a scooter that scootering is not a sport. Like the guy's the guy's like literally risking his life. And you're gonna tell him that's not legitimate. But it's like it's like and that's why I'm I'm saying the mentality here is a little bit off because again, we also have been talking with some of the skateboarders having something to say about building skate parks and stuff, and their mindset is a lot like we just want to chill. We just want to chill. We don't want to have the skate park for ourselves. We don't want to mix all these sports together because we are skating this way and you are skating another way. And we don't want to have something to do with you. We want to just our own thing, you know? And there is where I come in because I'm so tired of it. I've been, it's, for all my time I've been skating, it's like coming in skate park and it's like, are you fucking rollerblader? Or it's like attitude, you know? And it's yeah. like, why? Like, why can I not, even I go in, when I was younger, I go in clubs or something and I meet some of the skateboarders. If I meet him alone, he would go nice to me and say hello. But if he screws it behind him, it's like, yeah, that fucking rollerblader. Yeah, it's just that like childish, like mob so mentality. Childish, you know? and it's like, why, you know? And now I'm just laughing my ass off because I do skateboarding as well. And I do skate scooter as well. And I do private lesson in skateboarding and I teach all the kids how to skateboard. I don't care. You know, yeah. it's like, it's the same for me to do skateboarding, rollerblading or scootering. You know, I do tail whips and 360s on a scooter and I do kickflips and 50-50 grind on a skateboard and I do backflip and a 900 on a roller skate. You know, it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's like everything is fun, you know. And when the kids ask me, what is the coolest thing? It's like, all the things are cool in the different yeah, whatever, way. Whatever, whatever you just like best. Just please clap at my kid when he does a soul grind. And the kid that do the soul grind, please clap on the kid learning a kickflip, you know? Just please be friends with each other. Because when I was a kid, I never understand why can I not be friends with the skateboarders? You know? Why can we not have good time together? I mean, there is there is no good reason. Other than like jealousy or like this group mentality that we as are as human i think you know it's like it's a lot in our nature to like i think i talked with some guy uh, to set it up really cool for me because in in denmark we have a lot of rowing clubs like for sailing you know yeah you're doing canoeing you don't like the the rowing boat all right so it's like even in this type of sport they, yeah they've got their little cliques yeah also said with skiing you know snowboard and skiing you know they're yeah it's true yeah really, i think that i didn't ski so much but i how, how i heard is that they actually learn to behave nice between each other under under slopes you know but in a long time it was the same you know yeah yeah um, so is the is like doing the the skate schools or like the now all action sports like scooters skateboarding uh, skate schools is that like your like main source of income is that just what you do for a job yeah so it must be going well yeah it's true i mean i'm skeptical you know it can always be better you know but but we have i've held it up for like three four years now with like because uh, we're doing group lessons every week almost teaching every day you know if i if i don't make myself a, big, a holiday or three days you know I, I i could be working every day okay teaching. 
So are the are the classes big? Like how many how many kids do you teach at, at one time? Um, we try to hold it on a minimum uh, or like a maximum, sorry, on eight, seven to eight people or right, students. Okay. And is, is it just is it just you teaching the kids, or do you have other people that do it as well? We have a lot of uh, instructors. Yeah. Right. We have like um, we had like I have different, you know, but they are like they're losing the interest after one year normally as being an instructor, you know. But I have one of my best friends, brother Alexandru. Um, you probably see him in some of my stories as well. He's I'm always skating with him. He's instructor too, and he's a really good instructor. He teaches normally the adults, and he also have the kids sometimes. He speaks English. He don't he don't speak Danish yet. He's learning it right now. But but really, I've always been working with him. And even if the kids are young and they don't understand, he's what he says. You know, he's teaching him body language. You know, it's but like, yeah, they can they can see just by watching. Yeah. Yeah. And we have different skills, you know. I'm, I'm how we say always this, this strict instructor, the one that go again, you know. And no, that wasn't right, you know. You have to do it again. Where, where he's more of the kind guy, you know, and like more friendly with them, you know. Right. It's super funny to work with because like the kids can be like, "Oh, Jacob, you're too hard with us." You know? and <laughs> then I put him to the other instructor, and then they go, "Oh, we want Jacob again because he's hard with us," you know. And we, we push ourselves there, you know. So yeah much balance and it's super funny that's pretty funny um so yeah well that, that's awesome that it's going well yeah since like it's like it's like from a group lesson we we developed a lot in private lessons here over corona as well because people sitting home and have something to do you know and yeah. their their normal sport is cancelled or whatever you know and they they buy a, a private lesson with me or, or one of my other instructors you know and did you notice? Did you notice like a massive increase in that after coronavirus? Because it felt like everyone suddenly got back into skating again. So how how was, was that crazy, for you? When, when Corona started last year, it was like I have because I have a lot of uh, use like second hand skates, you know, like that I use for. I do a lot of workshops as well. Like this week, I have been busy. I do two workshops uh, every day and like twelve hours work, you know, two different cities, you know. But there, I have a lot of skates with me. And then in the beginning of Corona in like March last year or something, it was like people contacting me like, oh, I heard from my friend that you have skates. So I can buy some cheap skates from you. You know, I almost sold out like all of these aggressive secondhand skates because it was like people contact me from there and there. And then I meet this old friend on the street and he's like with a guy and he's like, oh, you skating. Oh, cool, man. I should, oh, I should get back to skating, you know? And I had like, the first 20 people contact me for either buying new skates or buying secondhand skates, you know, and I was like, wow, we, awesome. we built a small skate park close to off, like next to our office. And it's just like DIY skate park where you have like a, a, a like good grind box, you know, where you can practice, you know, and I was always there in my office doing work and, and doing business, you know, and then like taking a break, going down to the skate park. It was like, like always new guys, you know, it's like oh, cool. you, I haven't yeah. seen you skating for five years. Yeah, I just got back to it, you know. And there was this whole, there was this whole like Asian crew here in Copenhagen that hadn't skated for like long time. These three cousins, I think they are, you know, be in our skate in low skate park every day. And I was like, oh, what's up, guys? You know, that's nice. Really yeah, funny. I like it. Cool. I think it, it, skating improved a lot 
uh, during Corona. Like I also yeah. I'm able to buy a lot of skates, man. Everything is sold out, sold out all the time. I have students that want to buy new power slide skates or whatever, you know. And I'm like, but nothing. I can get nothing. You know? Yeah. That's awesome, though. I'm glad. Yeah, glad things are going well with the school and the the local scenes picking up because that's what it's all about. Like just having yeah. building it at a local level, and then hopefully all the local it's scenes. It's definitely not an easy job, but um, I haven't. I, I hired a new guy. He's actually a journalist. He has nothing to do with skating, but he's helping me out in in organizing and and talking to people and writing emails and blah blah blah. All this all this business work, you know, but um oh what do i want to say like yeah um like we're busy all the time you know like um doing different uh workshops um talking to kumunch you know like i had last year was like in 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 denmark like the the municipalities from different cities they they got a lot of like a lot more money for charity or for activities during corona right and they were like in the end of last, like before last summer vacation, there were like different cities calling me all the time. Oh, can can we order a workshop? Can we order a workshop? Because they're they were having like a bigger budget than normal, and they had to like do something with the money, you know. So so we were super busy last year, and this year we have been almost the same. Like I'm driving around like different cities like every week here in the summer vacation. Sounds and doing positive. workshops like like planting seeds everywhere i go man with skating it's like it's amazing i was just like i, I was trying to tell you before like la- yesterday we were out finishing up a workshop in the skate park out of copenhagen and this kid had, had just improved so much during the day during the like from monday to friday and then his parent come and, and he ended up buying the buying the aggressive skate the k calcic uh, Kelsey K skate, oh, yeah, the yeah. junior skate, you know, yeah, because he'd been using that, the, borrowing that skate from us like the whole time, you know, the whole week, and then the, the end he begged his parents to buy the skate for him, you know, and it's like it's so cool to see that hey, you actually, you are actually doing something, you know, yeah, let's hold this, getting getting excited about it, yeah, yeah, that's nice, awesome, um, yeah, it sounds like things are going really well, and yeah, that's yeah, sounds incredible, um. I've taken up loads of your time. I've got three very random questions for you, though. Right. Yeah. First one, you and Jonas have known each other for years. Obviously, he makes incredible videos. You're on Treatment. Uh, he made, you know, some of your, like, amazing REM sections and some stuff for Power Slide. How come you guys never worked on Elite Series together? Because we grew apart. We grew apart, like... I had some time, you know, I was busy. I think a lot of time it's about the skate school for me because I went, I went from, from being young, like not knowing too much what to do. Like, what should I start? Should I start any study, you know? And then from one time to another, I was like talking with some, some guys, Daniel from Norway. I was friend with, he lived in Denmark and he helped me doing a website in the beginning. And from there on, I just got, went full on, you know, right. I had time to like, yeah, we, we, I fucked up. Like when we were doing, we were about to do a project, like filming for a project. And, and my head was somewhere else, you know, I was like, I was working, I was teaching, I was doing this project, you know, and then 
just missing some days i think missing some appointment appointment with him you know and okay. like oh let's go film this day let's go film that day you know and then missing out and coming one one hour late or whatever you know and he got pissed with me you know i, I mean i, I would have got pissed with you yeah <laughs> i think me and jonas we had a lot of cool time together but in the end we had different state of mind you know i'm i'm, I'm yeah, a little bit more i'm a little bit more ruthless in this point we had our times a lot of times also on tours he he come to me and like ah please behave you know and i was this rat kid like ah let's just do it you know i don't care right okay i think he's a more he's a more chill guy you know and then and he do his um he's a perfectionist you know and um and that's why he does these cool skate movies you know because he put all, all his effort into this you know and but uh, yeah, I don't know no. how I can say it in a different way, you know. It, no, it that's fair. No, I get it. It makes sense. It's a different time for me in skate community because I'm not I'm I'm not there to go and hang out with the guys and drink beers and 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 have a session and and skate some street. A lot of the guys also come to me sometimes and say, "Oh, how, when you go skate for yourself or when you go and 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 practice," you know. And I'm like. I skated 21 years, man. I'm, yeah, you're like, I've, I've done that. I w- I've won a new challenge. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's fine. I, I go and skate with the kids, man. I have, I've, I've group lesson every week and we have like these cool girls, man. It's like in the, in the group, in the group classes for, for inland skates, we have mostly girls and they are like putting so much effort into they want to be cool skaters as well, you know, and it's, it's, it's enjoyable, you know, instead of going and skating with your body and sitting there in the skate park being cool and like just talking to each other and stuff. It's like going to the skate park with 10 kids following you around and giving them a blast of their life. You know, it's like, that's where I'm in the state of mind right now. You know? I think, yeah. I don't think, think there's anything wrong with that at all. No, that's fair enough. That answers that question. I just wondered because obviously you guys have known each other and have been friends and made stuff in the past. I just wondered why you didn't do that. Next yeah. question. What is your favorite section that you've ever filmed? Like what one do you look back on and go, Oh, that was like, I, it's never uh, freedom of feed. I think it was called uh, the Rams freedom of feed. The, the was it 2000? The 2000, oh, the 2009 one. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, there was one. Where I was the one that you were pointing out as well, where I'm writing, where I'm writing the tricks down or crossing them off. Right. Okay. Can't, that was yeah, definitely. that's either 2009 or 2011. Yeah, it's one of the, the one before injury or after injury. Before injury. Right. Okay. I think yeah. it was. I think it was one of of the first one. It starts. It starts with me drawing on the on the board. Yeah. The yeah. Like the, the the school the school board. Yeah. I know the one you yeah. mean. Yeah. That was pretty serious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And looking back, what has been like the biggest highlight of like your skating career? Which what? Because obviously you've mentioned some moments like AIL and things like that, and and like winning winning events like as. Is there anything in particular you're like, oh, that was, I'm never going to forget that moment? There's a lot of things I'm never going to forget, definitely. Like working with Jonas was a cool blast, you know, going to visit all the pro skaters in California and winning that competition, as I told you, without even knowing it was a blast. But I think to be be honest, like 2018 was my, my year, like, and I'm not sure it's going to be bigger than that, like, uh, compared to like winning competitions and stuff 
I won the Pannonian Challenge in uh, Croatia. Um, I'm going there in, uh, in two weeks' time again. Um, but I went there, first time I went there in 2018, I, I won. I won over Roman Brad and it's like big competition, you know, like yeah, the yeah. video with me was like, that was the, that was the shit. I got second in, in Master of Will Street. Um, I did like top soul, 360 top soul on this huge kink. On that really high kink. Oh, that thing is horrible. That kink, that kink reel looks nasty. Yeah. Okay. I was just doing really good. I, I get, I got, a, I, I won a lot of money, like just doing what you love, you know, doing competitions and like traveling around, you know, so it was cool. I was there with, I was in Pannonian Challenge in Croatia with my, with my friend, actually friend that I started skating with, like from when I was 11, 10 years old, you know, my friend Klaus, he was like the year before he was like, or same year, he was like, oh, Jacob, man, let me, let me go travel with you and to your competition. I've never been like, yeah, yeah I've never been to like, international competition and see me what what i'm doing like that you know and he went me to a couple of one he also went me with me in onda in spain in close to uh what is it called yeah uh elegante I think. yeah yeah oh, alicante yeah like, i know the the onda competition yeah in the yeah. south of spain same yeah year i went same year i went there and i also wanted there and i had my friend and we were like you are my manager and we went around you know having a blast you know and me winning it was just like ah, mad you know like screaming to everyone teaching the kids everywhere we go you know it was like it was joy really joy i think 2018 like i can definitely find like other other things like earlier in my career there was definitely maybe a bigger blast but but thinking back at it right now 2018 was like a year of gold medals i think i won like six first place that, yeah that is a lot yeah wheel street at home like best i was like best trick in the in in master of wheel street you know and like it was mostly all the competition i went to i was like really number one there nice i oh. can tell you one fun, one fun story because Do it's it. like yeah let's I have was it studying, i was studying like when i pull off a lot with with um with skate school and with working a lot with skating, you know, I was one particular summer. I'm not sure which year, if it was, if it was 2017, it was like uh, blading days here in Copenhagen. Oh yeah. Competition, big one, all the pro skaters coming there as well. And I was, my program for day that day was waking up super early in the morning, going to do two hour workshop with like uh, Copenhagen skiing club like kids from Copenhagen skiing club. So I was like doing workshop for them two hours after going to the skate park where we have blade days. I was doing three hours workshop in there. So that's the first day. First day I already worked five hours. Then we had another, we had another job same day. We were like renting out skates to, um, to like a roller disco. Okay. They have a roller disco event in a place called Christiania. I don't know if you know about oh, this yeah. in Copenhagen. Christiania, yeah. yeah. And they had like they had like they had like a event with roller disco in the evening. And we were like talking to them, like we had to bring all our skates there. So after workshop in Philip Park in the skate park, after five hours work, I drive all the gear to the hall there where we had to have the roller disco in the evening. And I put my friend there to be like, okay, you, you sort it out with the skates here. I'll come back. I'll just, I'll just go back in Philip Park in the skate park, 
to win the competition. I was joking. <laughs> like, oh my God. I was okay. already I was already tired, you know, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to win the competition. <laughs> and I go into Philip Hagen and I park the car. I'm super busy doing all day. I park the car and while I park to open the door, they're saying my name in the speaker, like, oh, it's the warm-up at the qualification. And we have Jacob Jewell in the run and blah, blah, blah. And I was getting with these other guys, you know, and I'm like, pull my skates on fast, go warm up, doing my run. Okay, final, doing my run. Okay, who wins? Jacob Jewell. And I was like, at that time, I was winning like 2,000 or 1,000 uh, euros, you know? So it was like... Not bad, uh, yeah. Thank right you very the bucket, much. You know, like yeah. only cast, only cast was like, yes, 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 winning, you know, putting them in the in the I remember putting it in my pocket, and it was just like even no time to be like people come and con congratulate me or something. I had no time because yeah. I already had my my you mind were, was like I've got to go, friend, I'm busy. <laughs> my friend over at the hall, you know, we have to rent out skate. I'm not my job, my job day is not done, you know. And like taking some friends with me, I remember from the skate pro skate shop I was working at at that time as well. And there were like one guy on longboard and one guy on scooter, whatever. They were like, "You are mad! You are mad! How did you just win that?" And I was like, "I don't know. I have crazy. no time." Yeah. And I even I, I was drinking a little bit beers to to come down, you know. So I was like, even like I drink too much beers to drive, but we let we have to go. We have to go, you know. And we're coming to the fucking. Uh, hall you know and i'm coming in and my friend is there what how did it go and i have the medal in my hands be like i won this you know and from winning to be like open the champagne going back to work renting out skates yeah that's pretty nice that day i was telling myself and my friend i'm number one <laughs> nobody else can tell me one guy that can go wake up seven in the morning do five hours skate school go and prepare for a workshop like or uh, the plating whatever event and go win over all the pro skaters and go back and do all the job in the evening at 12 o'clock in the evening the guy the girl comes to me from the event of the roller disco and says i heard you are the champion can you please make a show for us and i was like no, I cannot anymore no no i'm, and I cannot, I'm done. i have no energy and in the end of course she begged me to do it and that's when I fall and hurt myself. <laughs> I've been all day and then one o'clock in the night, I fall on the rail. Boom, I had no more energy. You know, well, you know your, your luck had to run out eventually. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that, that is an awesome story. Actually, you've had a lot of awesome stories today. So thank you very much for taking <laughs> the you. time to do it. Um, I've taken up enough of your time. I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your, your Saturday. Uh, Thank thanks you. for taking the time to do this. And yeah, it was awesome to speak to you. Thank you. And thank you for getting out to me, you know. I, I love to do this, you know. Anytime, man. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Speak soon. You, you too, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hola. -bye.